0: Welcome to the Redefine Your Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Rose. I'm excited to dig into what health truly is. I decided to start this podcast because I saw a gap, a gap in what you're being told on the day-to-day about what living a healthy life looks like compared to what it actually is. As I went on my own journey to heal my body, I was blown away by how much misinformation is out there. I am here to help you learn and grow into being your healthiest self. Come join me as we redefine your wellness. Hello and welcome back. I am excited about today's podcast um, because we're going to talk about something that I think everyone here is going to be able to take some information from. And so I have a couple of questions to start out. Okay. Have you ever done any kind of fad diet? Have you ever bought diet food? Have you ever counted your calories? Have you ever restricted the amount of food that you intake? Have you ever tried to use food as a weight loss tool? If you had said yes to anything that I just mentioned, what I want you to do right now is take a screenshot of this podcast that you're listening to and go post it on your stories on Instagram. I want you to tag me at the budding roses and tell everyone that they need to listen into this podcast because they need to know really the truth behind what is going on here and a whole new way to go about life. Okay. I'm going to be the first person to tell you that I have, I can answer yes to most of those questions. And the main reason that I can is because I actually suffered from a couple different bouts of anorexia. Um, part of that mine was specifically sports anorexia. I've talked about this before, but being an athlete, being a, female, and also being part of in the athletic world, you know, there's different sports where you're expected to have different body types. And the body type of a distance runner is lean, right? I did not feel as though my body fit that lean stereotype of a distance runner, especially as a collegiate athlete. And so that's really what drove me into my sports anorexia where I was severely restricting my calories and working out obsessively. My whole, well, I guess I had two goals. I wanna say my whole goal behind it was to be a better athlete, to be a better runner. And for a snippet of time that did happen, Because I was working out so much. However, it ended up completely ending my collegiate running career. Okay, so here's my quick story for you. My collegiate running career ended when my doctor told me that she thought I was going to have a heart attack because my asthma was was so severe. The reason all of this came up was because I had spent a year restricting, drastically restricting my caloric intake, which ended up causing a lot of health issues that blew up when I got sick. So typically we need a stressor in our lives to have the real thing like come to light. So when we have a big stress, stress, like stressor is a killer. Okay. It, it breeds disease. So I had a big stressor where I got a viral infection. And after that, I got very, very, very sick, um, in the form mainly of massive amounts of inflammation in my lungs specifically where I couldn't breathe. And this was really snowballing from the fact that I had like I said, drastically reduced my caloric intake for about a year at this, well, actually more than a year, um, at the time that I got really sick. And so, um, there's other factors that kind of come into play, but there are a lot of links to what cal- caloric restriction can do, um, to the human body. Um, there's a lot of digestion things that can come into play, uh, a lot of various different health things. And so I am here to share with you kind of what the effects of this restriction can do for your body in the long-term, but also in the short-term and just kind of some other thought processes of what can we do to, Hey, really it's about our health. And if you're the reason you're restricting your calories is because of how you look, that's a mental health piece. Okay, if you want to look better, you need to focus on being a healthier individual, not, not eating. Not eating should not be an option. Um so with kind of the space that we're looking at, I see like the things that they're called is like fad diets, diet, just diet in general, dieting in general. We are all technically on a diet because our diet is what we eat, and we are eating food. So we technically are all on a diet. However, the whole word diet has been meant to basically say we're restricting something. Whether we're restricting calories, we're restricting, even like vegans. So we're restricting meat, or we're restricting sugars, or we're restricting, I, I restrict gluten, I guess. <laughs> I'm on a gluten-free diet, right? Um, so it doesn't need to be a negative thing. However, that's the connotation that has been put with the word diet. Um, I would, well, restricting your calories would be a negative thing, quite honestly, if you're over restricting. Um, so I talk about restrictive dieting, um, and just, it's basically not eating the number of calories that you need to to sustain life is really my thought process behind it. Uh, It's okay to have a lower caloric intake than what you are burning in a day. However, there is a point where it's not okay. And so many people cross that line. I work with people all the time that are wanting to lose weight. And I can't even count how many times people have come to me and said, I have to eat. At, if I eat over X number of calories, I will gain weight or I can't lose weight. And that X number is always a number that makes me do the bug eyes of like, you've got to be kidding me. You are living on this number of calories. So the number is typically about a thousand that they give me, somewhere around a thousand, 1, eleven hundred, 1, twelve hundred, somewhere in that ballpark. And the thing is, we cannot sustain our body functions on 1,200 calories a day or less. If you are consuming less than 1,200 calories a day, your body cannot physically function as it's meant to because it is not taking in enough fuel. Food is fuel, we need to fuel our bodies. If, if the, the analogy of like a car. So you have a car, you have to put gas in your car in order for it to run, right? So that's the same food. We have to consume food in order for our bodies to function. The thought process bes- needs to not be, let's put less fuel in because obviously your car is not going to go anywhere if it doesn't have enough fuel, right? Same thing with your body. And then there's also, this is where we need to be thinking instead of I'm going to eat less, we need to be thinking, what is the optimal kind of gas to put in my vehicle? You're not going to put diesel into a gasoline car. You're not going to put gas in an electric car, right? We're not going to put regular in a premium car. If it requires premium gas, you're going to put premium in it. Or your car is going to run like crap. It might not run at all. That's the same thing with what we're eating. Okay, so instead of thinking I'm going to eat less, I'm not going to eat at all. We need to think I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to put the right foods inside my body so I can feel good. Okay, so I want to talk about some of the reasons we need like what happens when we're doing this caloric restriction uh these fad diets whatever you want to look at them long and this is not for the short term like fasting i the research behind fasting is incredible i help people with various different forms of fasting all the time fasting can be amazing however if we take fasting too far and we end up basically in a restrictive calorie place in the for for more than a week plus, really, that is when we're going to be seeing negative impacts on our body. Okay. So one of the big things that we're seeing is your metabolism shuts down when you are not consuming enough calories. So I was talking about 1200 calories. The reason I was talking about 1200 calories is because that is shown for women to be the average baseline, Essentially, if you s- laid in bed and slept all day long, your body is going to burn a bare minimum of 1,200 calories. The average woman actually burns over 2,000 calories a day. So that's going to be them laying and sleeping all day, but it's also going to be their, like, their daily movement and that kind of stuff um and this is not including exercising okay so the average woman needs 12 or 2000 calories a day the average man needs 2500 calories a day so just to function and survive we need a minimum of 1200 when we go below that our metabolism starts to shut down and there's a few reasons behind it one of them is your body is saying i'm not getting enough I'm not getting enough, so I have to slow down what I'm doing so I can store. I know I'm not going to get what I need, so I got to slow this boat down. It's kind of like I got to get ready to hibernate. You know, animals that hibernate, their metabolism slows down so they can hibernate. That's the same kind of thing. It's uh if you don't know about sloths, sloths have like the slowest metabolism to exist. That's part of the reason they are so slow. They can hold their breath for something like 40 minutes because they physically can slow their metabolism down that much. That's basically what your body's doing. It's holding on to that and saying, slow down. I don't have enough fuel in me to go any faster. So this is where this is our new baseline. So if you're trying to lose weight, do you want your metabolism to slow down? You quite honestly want the exact opposite. Everyone's like, I want to make metabolism faster, but then they don't eat. it's like, no, you have to eat if you want your metabolism to be up. The stats are your metabolism slows down up to 23% when you eat below 1200 calories a day. That's almost a quarter of what your metabolism is supposed to be at. That's that's a number that I would not want to, now that I know better, now you know when you know better, you do better. I definitely eat now. I do not do the restriction. I'm no longer dealing with anorexia or sports anorexia or anything along those lines. Um, Another reason it's, your metabolism is shown to be slowing down is because of the loss of muscle mass. So here's the other side of it. When you are not eating enough, your body has to find a fuel source. The first place it goes is not going to be your fat. It's actually going to start burning your muscle. You're going to be losing muscle mass, which slows your metabolism down. Your muscle is your body. Fuel center. Your muscle is what burns all the things. Your fat isn't like, "Ooh, we're gonna burn." Let's fire this engine up. No, it's your muscle. And so, when you're literally starving yourself, that's what restrictive dieting is. Your body goes to find something else to burn, and so that place is going a lot, a big place that your body's gonna go to is going to be its muscle stores. So where we're losing muscle mass while we're slowing down our metabolism. No, thank you. (laughs) And here's a huge kicker to this. You're restricting like crazy. You're not eating enough. You're literally starving yourself. You're probably hungry all the time. And guess what happens when you stop doing this? Your metabolism doesn't creep back up and say, we're eating again. Yes. All right. No, your metabolism is like, oh, thank you, Jesus. We actually have something to run off of. But what happens when we stop doing this? We got to hold on to it. We're going to stay here. We're just going to coast because I bet we're not going to be eating again sometime soon. Your metabolism doesn't go back up. It stays where it was. And that stat that you're going to love 80% of people regain the weight that they lost during their restriction phase. So you're starving yourself, you're breaking your body down, you're ruining your metabolism, you're probably cranky and hangry and all of the things. And it's all to lose weight for what a season? No, thank you. I really like food. Do you like food? I bet you like food. I love food. I want to eat food. And so I want to do everything I can to rev up my metabolism so I can eat more of it and enjoy the right things and put the right fuel in my engine to crank up that metabolism so I can keep eating more. Okay. We're going to talk about a couple more um, negative side effects that come from these restrictions because they are really important to note. Uh, Nutrient deficiencies, which is no surprise. If you're not eating enough fuel like carbs, protein, fat, those kinds of things, you're obviously not going to be also consuming enough of your vital nutrients, your central nutrients, like your mineral, your vitamins and your minerals. Okay. So those are also required for your body to function and we're going to be seeing nutrient deficiencies in there. Um, and that is going to also, I was just talking about like, you're probably tired. That can lead to fatigue. Anemia is really commonly seen here. Uh, and you're like, you're going to be cranky. You're going to be hangry. No, nobody wants that. And here's the other kicker too, is it's going to lower your immune system. When your immune system is lowered, guess what? you get sick all the time so you're already fatigued and tired you're you're anemic all of your levels are crashing and then you get sick so you're even more tired and you're even more cranky and you really just need to eat a Snickers let's be honest here <laughs> and then another thing is if you or your spouse are wanting to conceive or have recently conceived. So you might be pregnant, you might be breastfeeding. It lowers fertility in men and women. We're not just talking to the ladies here. Also lowers fertility in men. Our body's first priority is to sustain our life, literally keep us alive. That's our number one priority. So if it's not able to do that, if you are not eating enough for your body to just sustain your own dang life, do you think it's going to say, let's create more life? No, it's not. There's a lot of, and people are constantly trying to regulate their hormones. They're, you know, too much of this one, not enough of this one. The huge area that they're seeing an effect on for women is estrogen. Your estrogen levels being very off balance and so your the likelihood of being able to conceive goes down. Also you're going to if you are pregnant and you're restricting your calories, let's think about what that's going to do for your baby. And then postpartum if you're trying to breastfeed, if you can't fuel your own body, this is what I ran into when I, um, after I had our oldest, it wasn't because I was restricting myself. It was because I had such bad malabsorption issues from my years of restricting myself that caused all my, like my gut issues, my chronic inflammation, all of that. I was so sick. My body couldn't absorb the nutrients because of what was going on inside of me. So I was not producing the milk that my baby needed to survive because my body was like, you're barely, like I was barely surviving myself. And so I can personally speak to what that looks like. So when it comes to creating life, if you are in that season of life, you absolutely need to be feeling your body, men and women alike. If I was a guy, I would not want to be letting my wife down, my girl down, (laughs) And uh, not producing enough, that can happen. Okay, so a couple of the things that we need to look at. So one thing, if you are eating lower calories, one of the most important things that you need to be doing is focusing on your protein intake. The main reason your skeletal muscle is being broken down Your So skeleton muscle, the such, the, the reason skeletal muscle also known as like lean body mass, lean muscle, those kinds of things. Um, it is one of the number one predictors for longevity. If you do not have skeletal muscle, lean body mass, those kinds of things, guess what? You're not going to live as long. So if you want to live long, we need to focus on, you know, this restrictive dieting is breaking down your lean muscle mass. We don't want that. So we need to be eating enough, but we need to be eating enough protein. Protein is the building block for our muscles. That's what our muscles are protein. So we need to make sure our diet is high in protein. I personally really like, uh, like a gram of protein per pound. So for instance, you weigh 150 pounds, you're going to be wanting to eat about 150 grams of protein. That is like, some people might be like, oh my gosh, that's so much protein. That is a lot of protein. But our skeletal muscle is the number one predictor for our longevity. I want to live a long time. I, that Basically that's saying your strength is showing how long you're going to live. As an exercise physiologist, I'm going to tell you, you got to work out in order to do that too. So that's another one of those things is you need to be working out. You need to be building that skeletal muscle and eating that protein. Both of those are really important. If you're restricting your calorie intake and not working out, you're like killing all the things. Although if you're restricting your calorie intake, you're probably not really going to be able to work out or your workouts are not going to be very good. I can speak to that. I've experienced, like, I, I want you guys to learn before you get there. Cause I didn't get it, unfortunately, and I've had to heal a lot through all of it. Okay. So, um, making sure that protein intake is up, we're moving our bodies, right. And that is going to reduce it. Um, we also, so in this, I know I've been talking a lot about calories. I can't stand the whole calorie thing, to be honest with you. It is such a dated thought process. The science behind it is pretty much garbage. Um, it's really not true. The whole calorie thing is is, is kind of a false thought process. Um, however, it is fuel. Food is fuel, like we were talking about. So calorie, a, a calorie... Like, let's talk about like what a calorie is super quick. So a hundred calories of Cheetos is not the same as a hundred calories of broccoli. Okay, so when we're talking about putting the right fuel in our body, that's where we're talking about. You want a hundred calories of broccoli because that's going to give you the vital nutrients that you need that your body's starving for. That is going to reduce, we're we're, we're put, getting, putting good nutrients in our body, essentially. That's like premium versus, oh God, I don't, I can't, I don't even want to say it's unleaded. I don't even want to say Cheetos are unleaded. Cheetos, that's like putting oil in your gas tank. It's not going to run, right? You can't put oil in your gas tank. <laughs> that doesn't work. And that's basically what be, like doing eating the Cheetos versus the broccoli is going to be doing. So what we really, if you're wanting to lose weight, you need to focus on the whole foods, the right foods, the natural foods, the fruits, the vegetables, the proteins, the grains, those kinds of things to fuel your body. If you're focusing on the Cheetos and the nachos and the hot dogs and the quesadillas, whatever, the cookies, the candy bars, you're completely, you've, you've lost your marbles. If you think that your health is going to come in a bag of any kind of food, that's not right. So instead of counting calories, because your 100 calories and your 100 calories do not equal the same thing, it's all of the nutrients inside of it that we need to look at. So please stop counting your calories Please do not eat under twelve hundred calories. Twelve hundred calories is shown to have all kinds of negative health issues with it, and like what we were talking about. But it it goes far beyond what we were talking about, and we're looking at various different heart diseases. We're looking at an increase in diabetes, and it's just like, what, what is your long-term thought process here? Do you want to be at increased risk of heart disease, diabetes, gaining all that weight back? Uh, Or do you want to live, thrive, feel amazing? I know there's all kinds of diets out there that people have lost weight doing. Maybe they were in the 20% and they actually kept that weight off but I work with people time and time and time again who have like, I've tried all the, all the diets. None of them work. No, of course they don't work because it's a diet. And in order to get back to where you want to be, you need to be eating the right foods. You need to be moving your body. And I'm going to tell you right now, because it's my jam and I, because the science supports it, you need to be focusing on your gut health. Your gut is where your metabolism lies. Part of that, part of your metabolism comes from your muscle, but a massive chunk of it comes from your gut. Your gut is the epicenter of your life, of your health. All diseases stem from the gut. So when your gut is off, you're gonna be set up for disease, health issues. Being overweight is a health issue. Being underweight is a health issue. So getting your metabolism back, getting the weight off, feeling incredible, none of that comes from restricting your calories. You will forever be in the yo-yo if you are trying to live your life under 1200 calories. I want to empower you to do better for yourself. When you know better, you'll do better. And I'm hoping and praying this podcast helps empower you to know better and to do better. And please share this because I know that you know a bare minimum of 10 people that are on some kind of fat diet right now, some kind of restrictive eating program. And they need to be empowered. So please, 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 when you jump off of this, rate, review, and share so we can get the word out to as many people as possible. And if you're sitting in the space and you're like, I don't know what to do, Michelle, I've tried so many things. I'm stuck in the rabbit hole. Please jump on my website, shoot me a DM, whatever it is, schedule a call with me, and we will get to the bottom of it get you out of the rabbit race, off the hamster wheel and actually seeing the right results for the long term because you deserve it, my friend.